Good morning and welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Podcast. I'm your host today, Mark P, meticulous Mark P. As uh, Jordan, uh, I just see on her Instagram, it's just beautiful beaches and waves and nice, nice drinks and all of that. So it's just uh, me and Mike here today. How you doing today, Mike? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's giving, it's giving. You know, those three months where we were going hard doing two or three a week, man. So I am, yeah, it's always good to be back with you, man. But we definitely miss you, Jordan. But yeah, let's run it, man. Let's have a recap of last night's Sunday night football game. The Dolphins defeat the Patriots 24-17 in New England. Miami covers the two-point spread. This is a Dolphins team that's 5-0 against New England with Tua at the helm. Tua threw for 249 yards. Uh, Raheem Mostert rushed for over 120. Listen, New England is just, <laughs> they're not the same anymore. It's the first time they've been 0-2 since 2001. That's when they had Brady, or when they first got Brady. You know, it was a seven-point game late. There was a controversial call, a, a pitch back by Magic Mike, Mike Jacecki. You know, they uh, eventually <laughs> called the lineman down. It looks like a first down, but it's called back and not, and that's the game. I think the biggest story is in Miami. We know Miami's talented, right? We know they got a guru at the helm. But what's going on with the Patriots? Will they ever be the same? How long is Bill Belichick going to do this? All questions that I'm asking. Let's get into the rest of the sleep. It was a good day in football, a good day at the office. You know, we had a lot of uh, players come home. So, uh, shouts to that. But, uh, yeah, let's start off with, um, you know, week two, the early window. We had uh, Seattle at Detroit. Detroit wins 30, no, Seattle wins 37-31. Seattle covers the five-point spread, four-and-a-half-point spread. Um, you know, Mike, what do you think about this game? And, you know, we talk about NFC West teams and AFC North teams as road dogs. Uh, what do you think about that trend as well as it continues to cover it? Yeah, so for this full disclosure, um, I think that line was open around a six, six and a half. And that's actually when I actually played it for disclosure. I played the um, Seahawks plus six and a half. Uh, the reasons why is because I felt as though people were low on the Seahawks for losing to the Rams outright. But, you know, NFC West, like you just said, and, you know, oh, it's a division game, you know. Anything could happen, and it was also week one, and I felt like it was also an overreaction to the Lions beating the Chiefs. So I, those were two overreactions and two indicators that jumped out to me, and I view the Seahawks and the Lions as, like, on the same level. I don't know about you, Pete, but I think those two teams are pretty comparable. So um, it was a good game, though. Um, Seattle came out there, did their thing. You know, they pretty much stuck around all game, man. The game pretty much went down to the wire. Obviously, it went down to the wire because it went to overtime. But, you know, it was a good game. Geno did his thing. Jared Goff did his thing. Like, everybody was balling out, man. So, uh, yeah, shout out shout out to Seattle. Yeah, shout out to Seattle. Uh, now, I, do, I definitely compare those teams. It's pretty similar. So, I definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we got in a, a couple games this week, uh, Giants as well as the, the Lions. You know, I mean, these are teams that are usually catching points, right? Now they're laying points, Giants laying points mm-hmm. on the road. So, you know, you start slow, and all of a sudden, like, you're just playing catch-up. So it's a, it means a lot to lay points in the NFL. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear you got on that plus, plus six. And, um, you know, I, I definitely took the Ravens as well, AFC North, so plus three and a half. So, listen, we, we just know the numbers. We yes. keep up with the data. And uh, shout out to that. And uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, Sun God. Please get healthy soon. 
because we need you each and every week. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Fact. <laughs> no, but uh, so yeah, that that game was definitely you know really good. Um, I think what you know obviously Seattle was able to score pretty early. Kenneth Walker had two touchdowns. Um, Tyler Lockett had two touchdowns as well and uh, got the one in overtime. But David Montgomery going out did hurt them. The fumble he had as well hurt them. So I, yeah, I that thought. Was, that, that was good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's just tough to win games in the NFL when you turn the ball over. And um, he turned the ball over pretty close uh, to scoring for the other team. So that, that always going to hurt. So, uh, but kudos to Detroit. I think they'll, I think they'll, be, they'll be around. They're going to cover spreads. That's, that's Dan Campbell, my best team in Tuskegee. So they'll be around. <laughs> I think that's why I stayed away. I'm just like, Dan Campbell covers spreads crazy. You know, I, that's why I went yeah. with the Ravens instead of both. But I respect the plus six. That's a good number. All right, let's get into the late window. We had a thriller in Denver. Uh, Washington defeats uh, Denver 35-33. Washington covers the four-point spread, opening three and a half, went to four. I was wrong on this one. I had Denver minus three and a half the entire week. I was happy when I saw it moving to four, like I'm in the right direction. But Washington came back, a thrilling game. What do you think about this game, Mike? Um, yeah, that's a tough one, honestly, for you. I felt like you were on the right side, and things just kind of went left. Um, it all pretty much started with that fumble. Um, the fumble that they forced, Chase Young got some pressure, and Jamin Davis got the fumble or something like that. Um, and then, like, the momentum kind of sh- uh, shifted there because the Broncos were driving downfield. And then Commanders got the ball back, and then they ended up scoring – um, on the play where Logan Thomas got concussed by Kareem Jackson, I felt like that was another big momentum play in the yeah. game as well. Um, kind of fired up the commanders. And then, you know, Kareem Jackson, one of the better players on the Broncos, um, gets ejected. Um, kind of had a similar bang-bang play last week with Jacoby Myers. So I don't know what's going on. Is he headhunting or what? But um, I felt like that play was really big. Um, obviously, it wasn't good for me. I had Logan Thomas yards, but hope he gets well. Hope he gets healthy. Um, we had a healthy day in the Discord, so I ain't missing it too much. But, um, yeah. And then the second half, Commanders just came out with some fight. Um, I really like the way they closed the first half, though. Like, that touchdown, then they got, then they forced a three and out. Then they kicked a field goal as time expired in the first half. And then in the second half, kind of picked up where they left off, had that um, 30-yard bomb to McLaurin where he caught it in traffic. That was a hell of a, a pitch and catch right there. And they kind of just – they just kept going. Like, they kept going. The defense came to play. Um, shout out to my guy Chase Young, uh, finally back. Um, it was good to see him join the party, have a sack and a half as well as Montez Sweat. Um, Deron Payne was really good on one drive where he had like a few pressures and a sack. Like it was crazy. Um, but the de- the defense really came to play. Manuel Forbes had a pick. Like defense really set the tone. Um, they really set the tone, and I felt like the offense kind of feeded off that. But there was a lot of big momentum swings in that game. But the Broncos, it just this can't happen two weeks in a row. They started off high in the first half, and they just didn't quite close the game. So I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what's up with this team. Yeah, and I, I do know this, though. I've definitely been hearing the whispers. I mean, this is before the season, but if Russell Wilson. Hail Mary was crazy, though, by the way. Hail oh, Mary yeah, was yeah. I was going to mention that for sure. That was but... wild. <laughs> um, I, I, no doubt I was going to mention that. But, um, no, um, you know, Stidham. Stidham's on that roster. You know, I hear, you know, Tom Payton is obviously not, you know, you know, in cahoots with Russell Wilson. It's a different regime. 
So, you know, I'm here instead of But, I mean, Russell played well into that fumble, and then after that... I don't know. He, say, he like, played well today. He had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game for sure. But after that fumble, it was just kind of, um, you know, crazy. But the... Listen, we'll get to the Hail, Hail Mary. I'm storing our awards. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was definitely a good game. But kudos to the commanders rallying for their teammate. Yeah, Kareem Jackson. Uh, not, yeah, yeah, Kareem Jackson. He was fine 14, over 14,000 last week. I'm sure there'll probably be double that, maybe suspension looming, because that was a crazy hit uh, in today's NFL. All right, mm-hmm. let's keep it moving, man. Let's get to our um, awards. Um, you know, let's start off. What do you think? Ha- who had the best game plan today? Our award for best game plan. Best game plan. I feel like I could go a couple of different avenues with this one, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans. I'm gonna go Titans here. Um, they won a big game today against the Chargers. Um, <laughs> this is a team I'm gonna continue to talk bad about these Chargers, man. I just don't know what's up with them. Uh, but Mike Vrabel, he's a good coach. Um, he's a really good coach, actually. Um, he gets the best out of his talent. I, I, I don't think the the Titans are, you know, that talented of a team, but they always seem to find ways to win, you know what I'm saying? Like, they controlled the clock, they controlled the tempo, and stuff like that. Tannehill made some plays. Obviously, Derrick Henry got in the end zone today. Um, and they just they just seemingly found a way to win. Like, it wasn't looking that good for them. I always get a little wary when, you know, the Titans go down because they're a team that's more equipped to um, play with a lead and control the clock. Like, I was kind of worried when they went down 11 nothing, but... Um, and they, they fought their way back in this game, and they won. So I'll give my best game plan to Mike Vrabel and the Titans. Yeah, I definitely thought about them, uh, but I just hate this Titans thing. I think the, the Chargers are just a mess as they're now 0-2 <laughs> um, with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. For, for me, though, as I look over this board, I'm going to actually keep it sweet and simple. I think um, Dallas Cowboys had the best game plan, right? Like, you don't. Uh, you know, obviously this team, this Jets team coming off a high win, whatever, whatever. This is a Dallas team that executed so greatly, so well on third downs today, man. At one point I looked up because I had under four touchdowns, two units on this today. Usually I'm a one unit. I just bet one unit on everything. Bet two units on this today, under four touchdowns. They came out and were executing on third downs all day, and they just didn't let the Jets get into anything. They got one play for Gary Wilson. Um, which went 68 yards. But other than that, you know who you're facing, Zach Wilson. Don't give up no let him run for any 60-yard running, anything like that. And they kept everything in front of them. Let their defense eat three interceptions. You win by 20 at home, and everybody stay healthy. So I think they had the best game. That's my best game plan. Um, yeah, I would say to them, that was another one I looked at. And also the Bills, um, they took care of business against the Raiders. Um, yeah, so, hey, I, I was looking at those two as well. Yeah, 28-point win by uh, the Buffalo Bills. MVP of the week, man. Who was your MVP of the week, Mike, this week, too? I'm not even going to hold you, bro. I look, you don't even, I don't, I don't even, I don't, do I have an MVP this week? I, I felt like, like, it was some good performances, but it was nothing that, like, jumped off the board to me. I don't know if that's just me, um, but I wasn't, nothing jumped off the board to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm looking. Guys that put up stats, but didn't like, it didn't impact winning. Yeah, like, I'm looking at, I mean, I'm looking at this board as well. Like, you could definitely nominate, like, someone like T. Higgins, who had two touchdowns, but I was in a losing effort. Um, you know, there's a, a, a couple cats, like Keenan Allen, two touchdowns and a losing effort. 
So, oh, oh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is my. Mike Evans did ball. Yeah. Go jacket yeah. him. Go jacket <laughs> him for sure. Because they heard, they were talking about AJ Green early, and I was like, I don't know about go jacket for him. But yeah, Mike Evans, six reception, 171 yards, one touchdown. Um, you know, this is a Tampa Bay team that's now 2 0. You know, we know, you know, they just took care of Chicago. Chicago's in early, they buried them. Uh, but Mike Williams, I mean, he played well. He had that one big reception for 70 yards, and then still caught the touchdown, lay a big touchdown. So Mike Evans is my MVP for the day. That's two receivers in a row for me. Yeah, I, I would I'll probably go that way too. I was thinking about it, but I was just like, I don't know. But it is the board was kind of F for MVP. So yeah, I'll say Mike Evans too. Yeah, especially with the win. Uh 171. I'm not mad at that. All right. Uh last WTF moment of the week, man. What do you I think we're we're correlated here. What do you think is WTF moment of the week? Yeah, I got a couple. So WTF moment uh number one is the Denver Broncos in general. And then WTF moment number two was the Hail Mary. Um, I don't know why that ball wasn't deflected by the commander's secondary. Um, there, there's no way in hell that should have been a catch. Brandon Johnson should have caught that and put the game could have potentially went to overtime. There's, <laughs> there's no way. But first WTF moment is the Broncos in general. They were up 21-3 to at home in full control of this game. And then that Hail Mary, because what the fuck? Like, we we would be having a different conversation. Had that two point conversion, we could be having a different convo. Then my other one is um the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm gonna just say what the fuck are y'all thinking? <laughs> Let me say that. <laughs> so I'm those those my WTF moments. Yeah, we're we're definitely in cahoots on all of that. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna go a different route here because I thought about giving this team the best game plan. Um, but I'm gonna give them the W because you you picked on two that I was thinking about. WCF, Indianapolis Colts. I understand Anthony Richardson can run the ball. I really do. You gotta protect the kid. Like he's gonna go out there and run and you know be able think he's gonna be able to take the hits. It's two weeks, two starts. He looks like a you know, uh you know, someone that's gonna be you know, utilized and could, could be great, but he can't keep taking these hits as a, a Panthers fan, Cam Newton. I've seen it can't keep happening so you gotta protect him make sure he stays in that pocket when it comes for design runs and the goal line okay you know what I mean but you, you can't just keep letting him run and run and take hits or you gotta tell him to slide teach him how to slide but this can't keep happening every week so that was gonna be my WTF moment of the week uh, Anthony Richardson went out and it's just like coach how many times you gonna put your young quarterback at risk like this so I'll go yeah, with that he's one. the future. He's definitely the future, and they they gotta protect him. Uh, he has to protect himself. So I think somebody said something, uh, made a comment about him last week, like that he needs to protect himself. So like like another opposing quarterback or something. Trevor, I think Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has said something to him. So I hope he takes that advice and also you know wish him you know get well soon. Absolutely. Yeah, we want you to stay healthy, man. I got him in fantasy, and I love the rushing touchdowns. It's more than passing touchdowns, but I'm like, bro, you know what I mean? I want you to stay healthy, so, you know what I mean? That, that matters most. Get your bread, none of the contract in three years. Bigger picture, so shout out to that. All right, um, before we get out of here, let's talk Monday Night Football. Oh, Doubleheader. Doubleheader. Yep. All right, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Um, the total is 39 and a half. Uh, Panthers are catching three at home. 
this is the Panthers team that's held New Orleans to about 15 and a half points per game the last uh, few times that they played them. I think it's actually might be 11 and a half. Remember, I got my numbers mixed up. Um, I'll give you some stats real quick, Mike, as I look on my wall. Let me, they right here, actually. Boom. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh -huh. All right, there we go. Yes, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, well, the Saints went one and five against the spread in the division uh, last season under head coach Dennis Allen. Um, Frank Wright, 58% of Frank Wright division games have gone under in his career. Uh, Saints went three and five against the spread on the road last season. What do you think about this game? Uh, what do you think is going to cover? And are you interested in it at all? Um, I'm not. Sorry, I, I got a best bet <laughs> in this game, but I'm not interested in this game yeah. at all. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to be a good team whatsoever. Um, they they're literally they're gonna they're gonna be last place, but at least so far, so far, um, you know, the Falcons are undefeated. Um. You got the uh, Buccaneers undefeated. I think the Saints will be undefeated. So, so far, this division is looking, you know, pretty wide open. But um, got nothing for the Panthers. Um, the Saints, y'all got to win this game. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> I don't really got too much. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, but uh, unless it's our glory days, I am really not shouting from the mountaintop. So, I don't have too much for this game either. We know Jordan is a Saints fan. I do have a best bet in this one that uh, she may like, actually. But, um, you know, I'm just hoping the Panthers can look competent. But I'm not sure that our, you know, from the top down, our owner um, really knows what he's doing at this point. I know he has a lot of money, but we have not been well since he arrived. But, I, I mean, that's really all I got for this game. And then um, let's get into this next game. We got the uh, Cleveland Browns. At the Pittsburgh Steelers, right there on the road, right? Cleveland, yes, Cleveland Browns at the mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh is catching two and a half at home, so Cleveland minus two and a half. Over under is thirty eight and a half. What do you think about this game, Mike, and the total as well? So, um, you know, this is the AFC North. Um, Mike Tomlin is a road dog. Uh, is he road dog or home dog? Road dog. Home dog. Home dog. Okay. Oh, I like that even better. Um, Mike Tomlin. Um, I think the Steelers got to bounce back. Um, cause that game, that game was nasty last week. It was nasty. Um, they looked unprepared. Um, they were at home and they got embarrassed. So now, you know, this is the second week in a row. You're at home. You get a chance to redeem yourself. Um, I do like the Steelers. I do lean with the Steelers here. Um, Mark Cooper is going to be out for Cleveland. So, um, you know, that should help. Um, there with the Steelers, but I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, as far as the total, uh, maybe under, maybe under here, but um, yeah. I'm leaning Steelers as of right now. Yeah, I mentioned the total because I had a half a unit on the uh, 38 and a half under. Oh, uh, there's your guy, Magic Mike, uh, doing his thing right now. Shout out to you, Mike, but um, yeah, oh, um, yeah, Mike Jacecki is who I'm referring to out there. Uh, I probably cut that out, but. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my nickname, <laughs> Mike Jusecki. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, for this game, I was talking about that that total in reference. Um, I had the under and the uh, 38 and a half for that Jets game today. But, um, yeah, so I'm a little unsure. I'll probably lean over. But, yeah, for I, I definitely like Pittsburgh in this game. They're catching two, two and a half still in some places. But I think two is, like, on, on Chris, which is a sharper book. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, home dogs twice in a row. 
Um, this is Monday Night Football. Although, I mean, this team, this Browns team, you know, hasn't won in Pittsburgh in a regular season in some time. We know they won that playoff game, but uh, that's probably a trend we should fade word to Rome. But, yeah, I definitely like Pittsburgh in this game. I don't know if we're going to bet it yet, but um, curious to see how they're going to lose back-to-back as home dogs. Um, this is a division game. They usually compete well, so I, I don't we, – we like we like AFC North teams catching points on the road, not laying them, in my personal opinion. So I'm definitely right. liking the Steelers in this one. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's get some best bets, and let's say farewell to the people. All right, so I've got two best bets. I actually got one for each game. Um, in Saints-Panthers game, I'm going with Chris Olave, my guy, over 69 and a half receiving yards. I'm, I'm attacking a weak secondary here. Um, no J.C. Horn for the foreseeable future. Going to be out at least um, a month. And then I just I, – I really like Chris Olave. It seems that he has some early chemistry. I'm with Derek Carr. He had eight catches for under the 12 yards. So, you know, kudos to that connection. And I'm expecting it to pay off again and pay dividends two weeks in a row. So I'm going Chris Olave over 69 and a half receiving yards. And I got that over at DK. And then um, for Browns and Steelers, I'm going with Elijah Moore over 43 and a half receiving yards. So got it. Um, Deshaun Watson has, you know, started to gain some chemistry with. Obviously, he's an off-season acquisition. Um, I'm going with his receiving yards over 43 and a half. There's no Amari Cooper. So, you know, there's targets to definitely go around between him, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and and Joku. So, I like um, Elijah Moore over 43 and a half receiving yards. I also like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones over 30 and a half receiving yards. So, I like both, but... Uh, officials are going to be Chris Olave over 69 and a half receiving yards and Elijah Moore over 43 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, okay. Uh, no doubt. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm looking at people's Jones as well. I'm looking at his number as well. So I'm definitely about to take those and put those in. My best bet, my lone best bet. This is for you, Jordan. Bryce Young to throw an interception over, uh, <laughs> it might be over zero and a half. Um, but, yeah, Bryce Young to throw an interception. I've seen on DK minus 125. Well, I mean, this is a bad Panthers offensive line. It's been that way throughout the preseason. Um, I'm, you know, I don't think they got better in one week. This is a Saints team that, you know, is able to get to the quarterback. And I just think this is going to be tough for him. And also, just following the beat writers all summer long, Bryce Young has been throwing interceptions in the red zone. Um, you know, he threw two last week. I just don't – you know, I think by the time he – kind of gets over this curve. It's more like week eight, week nine. So I think in a Monday night game, a lot of pressure, a lot of hype, um, we're going to get an interception here out of Bryce Young. So I'm going to take that as my best I bet. Want to ask you, I want to ask you before you finish up, do you do you think there's something to that? Do you think it's, you know, his size? Do you, like, what, do you think it's something to that? Adjusting to the NFL still? What do you think about that? I definitely think it's, I definitely think it's, you know, the size has a, plays a factor. I mean, he's just, you know, you know, he's a pretty, like, you know, short guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to see over the line, like we see, like, a guy like Kyler Murray is, you know, he's in the, the red zone. He kind of, like, flushes out the pocket a little bit and just makes some things happen. Uh, but I definitely think it's tough for him because if, ha- if it happens in um, training camp, you know, you know you're not about to get hit. So it's not a matter of I'm about to get hit or anything. It's just like, yeah. oh, I might have trouble seeing here. I, mean, I think he's still, he's still a great talent. I think he's good. He's gonna have, you gotta have to protect him for sure. 
Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's get out of here. It's the Monday morning podcast, What's the Line podcast. We'll be back this week, every day this week. That's just a guarantee. The most content. We'll be back. Andy Up Consulting. Appreciate you, Mike. Yes, sir.